Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? It is Monday. It is time for a new Wave of Wire podcast, video, wherever you're watching or listening to this. Appreciate you tuning in. Need to start off by paying some bills and telling you all that this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Been saying this for a while. They really are the best in men's below the waist grooming. They offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels. I mention my lawnmower 4.0 all the time. It is absolutely brilliant. You can get it with the Pro Performance Package or anything else you take your fancy at manscaped.com. And with the code Five Yards, you get twenty percent off and free global shipping. So that's use the code 5YARD for 20% off and free global shipping. I mentioned it is waiver wire time. Week two is in the books with the exception of Monday Night Football. So we know a little bit more this week than we did last week. few injuries, especially at the quarterback position, might need you to reevaluate where your rosters are. Big thing I would say to you at this stage, do not panic. If you're 2-0, don't be complacent. If you're 1-1, and don't panic. If you're in 2 really don't panic. Plenty of time to turn this around. We just need to get better on the waiver wire. We need to make sure we're getting the right players, making smart ads, making the right decisions for our rosters. And that's what myself and everyone here at Five Yard is here to help you with. So mention this a number of times. There's lots of different shows this week. We've got the flagship show coming later on. 
which is an absolute blockbuster guest, someone who is going to make us all a little bit smarter, including myself. So I promise you that. We also have uh, tomorrow, we have the Dynasty show. We have the DFS fan team show going live tomorrow night. We're back with the game show on Wednesday. Apologies, that didn't happen this week. A few family things got in the way of that. It will be back this week for sure. Thursday, uh, we're going to be premiering the IDP video. We've got the college video as well. Lots of other podcasts, matchups, podcasts will be dropping as well. So lots going on across the network. Already the Wave Wire article is up. There's going to be more articles for you the week. Let's all win together and let's all get some ships. But let's start with this waiver wire. Let's start with the quarterbacks this week. And a, a name that I put on last week's list has made it here again. Kirk Cousins, 24.5% owned. He has Seattle in week three. Really good matchup. Should be another shootout. He's been involved in two shootouts already. And he is, so far this season, the quarterback nine. And, and you know, he is that sort of quarterback that's going to finish around nine and 14. That's going to be his range of outcomes. That's about where he's going to finish on the season. And, you could do a lot worse than pick up Kirk Cousins. 24.5% owned, as I said. Criminally under-owned, uh, especially in one QB leagues. He's someone that just brings that steady hand. So if you have a bit of a boom or bust quarterback type, like a Tua Tagovailoa, who's a bit injured right now, or uh, Joe Burrow, who's obviously thrown a few picks, or even Trevor Lawrence, who you bought with this uh, upside and drafted with all this upside, maybe having someone like Kirk Cousins right now might be a really good, smart play. So... Would recommend him to a lot of people. Wouldn't be spending tons of fab. I think you can probably get him for two, three percent of fab. Don't like to spend much more than that on quarterbacks, regardless of who they are, because they are so interchangeable. You can pretty much stream them. Next one up is Daniel Jones, ten point seven percent owned. He has Atlanta in week three, which I think is a great matchup, and it's a really key matchup for this coaching staff because if they start zero and three, realism is they're probably going to start zero and six because they've got the Chiefs and the Rams in their next two game or two, three games as well. After that, I think they've got Carolina as well. So they got a really tough schedule, uh, the, the Giants uh, coming up. So they need to get some wins on the board. And this is a prime opportunity. Atlanta defense has already given up 80 points this season. Dangerous has been sneakily quite good, um, really good. He's had two difficult defenses he's faced so far in Denver and Washington. He's you know, put up over 500 yards passing. He's got over 120 yards on the ground. He's got four touchdowns total, two rushing, two passing. You know, they, these are pretty good numbers. He's not turning the ball over at the rate he was previously. And I know he was a bit of a joke, but he's actually grown up a little bit. and He's really matured. I think he's looking reasonably good. I think for this week, if you've got a two attack of Iloa, you've got, um, for example, a quarterback you need to fill in for a week, Maybe you're not feeling playing Trevor Lawrence this week, and I wouldn't blame you. Maybe even Jameis Winston, if he was your QB, and you're thinking, I just don't know if I can trust him going forward. Daniel Jones is a good plug-and-play for this week. If you're streaming quarterbacks or if you just need a one-off play, Daniel Jones is probably worth 2% of your fab this week for sure. Now moving on to the running backs. It's very thin on the way for a while. Uh, Cordell Patterson, 7.7% owned. He's probably the top Add this week. Uh, scored two touchdowns against the Buccaneers. He's got the Giants, as mentioned, in week three. He got out-touched by Mike Davis, 16-12. to 12. That's not a big concern. He didn't do loads of yardage on the ground, but he got the key touches. He was trusted in uh, important situations. He was trusted to make plays, and he did score two touchdowns. Very unlucky to get a third. 
he stepped just out of bounds. It was a good tackle, actually, um, that pushed him out of bounds. I think it was Mike Edwards. And um, just sort of got him out of bounds uh, and got him to step out. Otherwise, he, he would have been in for the – well, he did run it in for the score, but it was it was brought back. And that's what's really key is, is he make, he's making plays. He looks more explosive. He looks more powerful than Mike Davis right now. And he is the one big – when Gorman was inactive – Speaking truthfully, Patterson really is a sort of a flex at best play most weeks. He's not worth spending a lot of fab on. It's very thin. So I wouldn't be spending more than 10% of my fab on Patterson. Even that feels a little high. But I think if you're in the situation where you need a piece, uh, it, you might need to invest. You might need to do that. And that's fine. I think other than that, I don't think I'd be going too heavy on any running back because. They're just uh, they're just at this point shots to try and get odd production, and I don't think Patterson's ever going to be more than at best a flex play most weeks. So add him, but don't add him. He's not like Elijah Mitchell due for this big role or potential breakout. Chuba Hubbard is the other ad. He's eleven point nine percent owned. He has Houston in week three on Thursday night football. This this is a stash play. He's not. I'm not projecting him to do anything incredible on Thursday night football, but CMC did miss time. He did miss games or, uh, last season and he did miss some snaps on Sunday against the saints. It turned out to be cramp. It was nothing major. He came back into the game, but any time CMC misses his backup is highly valuable. And in fact, Juba Hubbard should be more than 11.9% owned. He will be primed for a very big role. If CMC goes down, so he's worth 5% of your fab. It is a shot. It is an absolute shot, especially if you're, uh, I, I think this is the sort of shot I'd be looking at if I'm 0-2 in particular, because yes, it might not pay off. You might get absolutely nothing for this 5% of fab that you might invest in Super Hubbard. But also, and we don't pray for this, but if CMC goes down, he is primed for that role. He is primed, not necessarily for all of that role, but he's primed. We saw it with Mike Davis. Mike Davis was almost an RB1 last year. He was an RB1 for most of the year. Just by filling in for Christian McCaffrey. So Tuba Hubbard is someone that needs to be owned. Other plays um, you should be thinking about picking up here. Tony Pollard is 38.6% owned. He got 13 carries for 109 yards. And he also had three catches for a further 30-odd yards. And he did score on Sunday for the Cowboys. And I don't think that's going to be standard production every single week. But I do think Pollard is someone who's going to get more touches. And again, he is a prime candidate for if Zeke goes down, he's going to be in for a monster role. And they couldn't get the ball going in the air. You know, Jack Prescott didn't. He looked all right yesterday, but he didn't. They didn't get in the end zone with the ball in the air. You know, they did this on the ground. They did pound their way to victory against the Chargers. And I think Tony Pollard is going to be key to this game going forward. So I would add Tony Pollard. I think you can get him for 5 6% of your fab. I'd imagine most leagues with his fab, he might already be owned, 38.6% owned. But I, I'd be investing some fab in Tony Pollard and having him because, again, he is that shot to you potentially having a league winner should the worst happen to Zeke Elliott. Latavius Murray's 50.1% owned. It, he got nine touches uh, for 36, which isn't that productive. It isn't that great. Uh, Tyson Williams got the majority of the work. I think he got 13 carries for 77 yards. Uh, but he's getting even. You know, that that is a heavy run game. 
Murray's still new. He's still picking up the offense. He's still picking up the reads. He, I don't think Murray is going to usurp Tyson Williams. I do think this is a 60-40 role, but a 40% role of the Ravens is still a valuable piece to have. And he's 50.1% owned, so that's telling you that people do also value that. We'd be spending loads of fab on Murray. Again, a couple of percent maybe if he's free, but I'd be adding him and stashing him. Maybe not over Pollard or Tuba Hubbard, but I certainly would be adding him uh, moving forward. Uh, one quarterback I did miss was Justin Fields, 48.5% owned against Cleveland. He could very well be the starter on Sunday, depending on what's going on with Andy Dalton. And if he is, he's so athletic. He's great on the ground. He's going to rack up yards on the ground. He is going to be a bit of a cheat code. So you should be getting him. Again, I don't like to invest too much of my fab on quarterbacks, especially in the one QB league. So, and in the two QB league, he's clearly going to be gone. So I would be inclined to spend, you know, 3% of my fab on, on Justin Fields this week in a one QB league and try and get the run. But someone might put a lot more down, especially now Andy Dalton's hurt. So don't bet the house on him. But if you want to go with the 5% to see if you can get him, I don't necessarily mind that. I think if you're going up to 10%, you have to think about, is he really going to deliver you that workload? And especially as quarterback is so streamable. We've got guys like Kirk Cousins who are owned in 75% of the leagues. And he's a low-end QB1. Is he going to massively output and outscore Kirk Cousins? Probably not. Like he's going to, he might outscore him, but I don't think it's going to be like, an elite worldy performance that he's going to be 60, 70 points ahead of Kirk Cousins. He could finish five points ahead of him. So again, you're just thinking about the value of the position in the one QB league. He's worth an ad. I definitely would have him over Cousins and over Jones because I think he gives you that upside with the rushing. plus a very safe floor. But at the same token, he is raw. He is a very raw prospect in the sense of he still needs some time to adjust, and he might not even start. But we'll see what happens. I would, I would be quite happy to put a few percent fab on him, up to five maybe. But I wouldn't be going too much more than that. Moving on to wide receivers, Rondale Moore is the highlight for me. Nineteen point three percent owned. He has Jacksonville in week three. Now, for those of you that follow me on Twitter at Murph underscore NFL, I put out a tweet on Sunday. It was very simple. Before you do anything today, add these three players potentially to your rosters. Rondale Moore, Terrence Marshall Jr., uh, Anthony Swartz. Those three players are stash plays moving forward. Well, Rondale Moore is no longer a stash play. He went over 100 yards on eight targets on Sunday. He was electric, and he really broke out in that game alone. And he is going to be a part of this offense moving forward. That Arizona offense looks like a juggernaut right now. So, Rondell Moore is, is, a, is here to stay. And as a result of that, if you would listen to me on Monday's show, if you listen to Robbie on Monday's show, if you listen to me all through the season, hopefully you drafted him. Hopefully you got him for next to nothing. Uh, fab, maybe even free, which is good. And I hope you did. If you haven't, you're probably going to have to pay up for Rondell Moore this week. I wouldn't be paying more than 10% because I think the wide receiver position is so deep. And I think 10% might even sound a lot. And I think if you want to go to 11%, 12%, 13%, to make sure you get him, I understand that. And I could accept and live with that. I think any more than that, I'd be prepared to lose him. Because 
someone might put 20, 25% of Fab on Rondell Moore, and he might go on to have a very good season. But I'd be wanting to hold a little bit of my Fab back in case a premium running back comes on that I like an Elijah Mitchell, but maybe we saw last year with like a James Robinson and Mike Davis. I'd be wanting to save my fab for those sorts of guys who can be league winners. And I think one of them will be very good, but I don't know if he's a league winner. I think he put on very productive numbers moving forward. It's why I want him on my rosters. It's why I've got him on a lot of my rosters, but I just cautious of spending all that fab and missing out on a potential playmaker league winner. So just be conscious of that. Don't mind you paying up, maybe even a tad over the odds. But that 10% figure feels about right to me for Rondell Moore. Tim Patrick's another one, 12.6% owned. He has the Jets in week three. Oh, the Jets. I mean, they draft Zach Wilson. He had an absolute nightmare. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some credit. I mean, listen, now the first pick was was thrown into traffic. The second pick, it's chipped. It's not his fault. Third and fourth picks are horrendous, don't get me wrong. And I feel for him. I feel for him because I don't think he was put in a position to succeed. But what I admire of him is after he threw the fourth pick, he actually looked quite good. You could say the game was over. It was softer coverage. And and that's all good and done. But I think he showed some character going forward. But it's still a plus matchup for the Broncos against the Jets. Who, you know, let's talk about let's talk about starts. I mean, the Broncos schedule to start off. I mean, they get the Giants, the Jags, and now they get the Jets. Like you couldn't have asked for a, you couldn't have handpicked three better games to start your season. I I just think that's madness how you start with them. But they have that's the schedule. Tim Patrick is someone who I talked about last week. He's someone I think you should have added. He scored. Um, they do spread the ball around. Teddy Bridgewater does spread it around a lot. KJ Hamler is also one that's worth mentioning uh, to add here, potentially. I wouldn't spend a lot of fab on Tim Patrick, 2%, 3%, maybe up to 4% on, on him. I wouldn't be dropping loads on him. I think he's a short-term play and he'd be fine. But I don't think he's going to give you elite production. So I'm, I'm happy to add him. I think you should target him, but he's not someone I'll be spending big money on. Darius Slayton, 3.4% owned. He has Atlanta in week three. So again, great matchup. And I actually think for this, this is a one-week streaming play with the view to potential long-term maybe flex consideration. But I think this play this week, he is an absolute smash play for your flex. Uh, he scored against uh, Washington on Thursday Night Football. I predict him to score against the Falcons on Sunday because the Falcons can't cover anyone. I mean, anyone that leaves Rob Kronkowski open four, five, six times deserves to have 48 points put up on them. And, and the bucket is probably left points out there as well. So I really think that, I really think that Slayton is a good bet to, to especially if I'm own two and I'm thinking I need to take a gamble. I need to do something different. There's there's players on my bench who just aren't producing. They aren't doing anything for me. I'd be dumping one of those. I'd be getting Darius Slayton for 1%, 2% of fab. Make sure I get him. And I'd be taking a chance on him this week because I think he's someone that can produce you a pretty good week. I don't think he's a long-term huge, like, must-own play, but I think he has week-to-week flex appeal. And, you know, 3.4% owned. He's going to be available in almost all of your leagues. So I'd be getting into Darius Slayton and I'd be hoping that he delivers from my flex uh, next week. 
other receivers to mention here. Sterling Shepard, if he's free, he's owned in 54.6% of the leagues. He's had 19 targets in two weeks. He's led the team both weeks. He went 9 for 94 off 10 targets on Thursday night football. He's clearly the alpha. It's not Kenny Galladay in that offense. He's got the rapport with Daniel Jones. I'd be adding him if he was available. I'd be spending 5 6% of my fab on Sterling Shepard. Darnell Mooney, 49.3% owned. He has Cleveland this week. He's had 15 targets in two weeks and 11 receptions. But this should go up if Fields is the quarterback going forward. There's clearly some connection there. So I'd be spending 3 4%, maybe even up to 5% on Darnell Mooney as well. And stash plays, I'd be looking at, mentioned uh, these guys last week and earlier in the podcast, KJ Osborne, Terrence Marshall Jr., Anthony Swartz. Those three guys are worth 1% of your fab right now because when they break out, and I expect them to, I expect them to go for 10, 15 times that. So if you've got just a dead spot on your roster, maybe an IR spot, um, I would be adding these guys. Uh, Anthony Swartz looks like right now he might, him and KJ Osborne look like the two right now that are going to make the more immediate impact. Anthony Swartz, although he didn't do anything on Sunday, he was questionable. Just keep an eye on his health. But with Landry and with OBJ question marks moving forward, Anthony Swartz could be primed for a role there. KJ Osborne scored a big touchdown, I think first play, second play of the game um, for Minnesota. And he's someone that has got that sort of splashy ability. Now, he is the three in a non-pass-heavy offense, but he is going to get work. He is a potential flex consideration most weeks. Terrence Marshall Jr., I expect to really break out second half of the season. I don't expect him to do much this week. He wouldn't be in my lineups for this week at all. Moving on to tight end, Jack Doyle, 0.7% owned. He has Tennessee this week. Jack Doyle, and I've I've talked about Jack Doyle quite a lot in the offseason. I think he was a guy I just felt you could get for free at the end of drafts. And I said, Carson Wentz, he likes his tight end. He's someone who is going to pick up uh, and target the tight end. It looks like Jack Doyle is that guy. Not a lot of people seem to be picking this up. He got the two-point conversion. He is getting red zone looks. He is doing bits and pieces here in this offense. He got eight targets, which was a joint second with Zach Pascal behind Michael Pittman in this offense before Wentz went out. Now, if Wentz Wentz doesn't play Sunday, Jack Doyle doesn't become relevant for me on Sunday. But I think Jack Doyle is a very sneaky, under-the-radar, can get you tight touchdown upside sort of play every week. I think he's someone that's going to be at best most weeks in consideration for that very low end, tight end one, high end, tight end two. But if you're struggling for production from the position, Jack Doyle, you could do a lot worse than him. Pat Free and Move is another one, 4.4% owned. He has Cincy this week. I think a lot of us predicted that Pat Free and Move would probably take over this role, but it was a bit ambiguous with Ebron, what was going to happen. I had Ebron in a few places thinking, we want to hold on to this first half of the season and then I'll just change out and, and pick up who, who's the next up and coming thing. It looks like Free Move has actually usurped Ebron now. He got the start, which isn't the end all be all, but he's getting the targets. He's getting the production. It's not yielding huge results right now, but Deontay Johnson got hurt on the very last play of the game. And if he is out, that's potentially opening up some targets for Pat Free Move because Johnson is that sort of short, uh, short and short target radius over the field and i think free move could be picking up some of those maybe ebron goes back and gets some of those something to consider but free move is 4.4 percent and if you need a tight end he's not a bad play either kickers let's start with uh well 
have just got the one for you. Let's start with the kicker one in fantasy football right now. This Daniel Carlson, he is available in in 82% of the leagues. He's only 17.8% owned. And he has Miami in week three. And that typically would be a bit of a rule, be a bit of a careful here. But that defense might make some stops. But more importantly, they might not have Tua this week. And if they don't have Tua, they're not going to move the ball that well. They got shut out against the Bills. It looks like that the Raiders could get more possession this week than perhaps they might have expected to if Tua doesn't go. And that just means more opportunities for Daniel Carlson. So 17.8% owned for the kicker one in fantasy football right now. Go by Daniel Carlson. He will not be on this waiver wire list again, I'm sure, because his ownership will go straight up. And then the last one, the DST. Oh, actually, if you want another kicker alternative, Matt Prater is 36.7% owned. He has Jacksonville this week. That should be an absolute smash play for Matt Prater. He could be the kicker one this week. Let's talk about DSTs. Uh, Carolina, 13.3% owned. They have Houston on Thursday Night Football. Houston do not have Tyrod Taylor, so they have a decision to make. Is it going to be Deshaun Watson, who has barely practiced, has barely been with the team, or do they go with Davis Mills, who's barely had any reps for the once? Either way, this doesn't sound like an ideal situation on a short week for Houston, who are going to have to change quarterback with someone who's going to get two, maybe three practice sessions with the ones. Now, if it's Deshaun Watson and he goes, then obviously that's a difficult situation for Houston. Let's take all the moral side and should they do it. I just want to keep this to dealing with facts and dealing with the game and not dealing with all the other crap that goes with uh, Deshaun Watson and what type of human he is or anything like that. I'm going to talk about this purely from a game perspective of he clearly has the most ability on this roster at the quarterback position. He clearly will be able to handle this experience, but it's a different coaching staff. It's a different playbook. We don't know how invested he's been. It's a lot of question marks as to what Deshaun Watson is going to be able to do on short rest. If he does play, which is still unlikely, or they go with a third round rookie Davis mills, who is willing to take shots down the field but he is a rookie. He's a very raw prospect. I like him. I think he can have a career in the NFL, but he's played one half of football in the NFL. And this, this Carolina defense looks really, really good. Like they really put the beat down on the saints. And I think they're going to put the beat down on Houston. They look really underrated. They look like one of the top defenses in football right now. I expect them to get takeaways. I expect this to be an absolute, smash play this week expect them to get up there as as high as six five overall this week could easily happen other smash plays arizona they're 29 owned uh they as i mentioned have jacksonville jacksonville's offense just don't they just don't look great a couple of garbage time tds when they were down heavily week one they struggled against denver scored on the opening drive their only other score of the game came on a punt return that or kickoff return. I mean, that's it. That's 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 the sum of their offense right now. So I, they're struggling moving the ball. They're struggling moving the chains. They're struggling for yardage. I think Arizona, as much as I don't think they're the world's greatest defense, I do think that they'll be able to get some turnovers. Um, Trevor Lawrence is throwing picks quite considerable rate. So I don't mind them if Carolina are gone in your league. And that will do it. That will be the Wave of Wire podcast for this week. 
appreciate you tuning in appreciate you being with us here and like i said tune in later for the flagship show it's going to be absolutely blockbuster i promise you it's an amazing guest i'm really excited about him uh, i had the pleasure of uh him following me on twitter and uh i've interacted a little bit with him this summer but pleased to actually get him and have a full conversation so i'm looking forward to recording that one later however until later on in the week rush nation don't forget keep rushing live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.